Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I got the money. I got it. I got those pesos. I'm keeping it. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. They all flopping right now. Roll over raw. 401k. Bruno. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Trade clothes. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'ma just keep getting paid. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go. More money, more money, more money. Show me the money. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. I'ma just keep getting paid. Get those brokers back in here. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. Jones and Yes, right. Welcome back to Big Daddy Stocks from the Hood. Did you miss me? Yes, I know. Sorry, had some business to attend to last week. Sorry, I couldn't be on. But I'm back. Just in time to save you from financial disaster. <laughs> Welcome back to Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. I'm your host, Marty Allen. Every Wednesday at noon, except when I have some business. Because I'm a mogul, you know, things have to happen. I have to take care of these things. I am I am going through pickleball withdrawal, by the way, people. I haven't played in almost going on two weeks now because I strained my calf muscle a little bit. And it's Pickles' fault, my cat. Where, where is she? It's your fault, Pickles. Say hello to the people. Hello. See, she, she, I have a ball that I have um, catnip in. For pickles and she loves to and the people downstairs must love me because she chases the ball at two or three o'clock in the morning and you hear the ball rolling and her rolling and and so uh, uh i think two wednesdays ago she was chasing the ball down the hallway in my uh palatial condo estate <laughs> and when she chases i'm coming out of the bathroom and i'm walking up the hall towards the front of the house and she is chasing the ball down the hallway 
And so I lift my leg. Now, I already had strained my calf muscle, and it was back to being able, I was, it was playable. In other words, I could still play. I didn't tell people like Rick Maruniak and, and uh, Chris Kozlowski and, and uh, Cheryl the Pearl and Carlo. Uh, I didn't let them know that I was injured a little bit because then they'll take advantage of it. They're skilled players, so if they know that you're injured, it's like a, you know, a shark eating, a, eating the uh, dolphin that's bleeding. You know what I mean? The porpoise. And so I didn't say anything. So anyway, it was healing. And then she's chasing the ball up and down the hallway. My, I lift my leg up because the ball and pickles is coming right towards me. And I needed to get out of the way. Well, I lift my leg up the wrong way. And I restrain, re-aggravated the strain in my calf muscle. And so now I've been out. I haven't played any pickleball for, like I said, it's probably going on two weeks now. Then we had some rain outs. It's getting that time of the season where outdoor pickleball is going to be ending soon because it's number one is getting cold, but lately it's just been raining almost every time that we play. We play on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And so I've been out and rehabbing, and I've been doing nothing but swimming. And I'm going stir crazy, but at least swimming is good for me, by the way. I bought a new swimming wetsuit, full body wetsuit, <laughs> and I'm 60. And as you can see, I'm black, kind of handsome, but I'm black. And you, and where I go with the North Royalton YMCA, it's 95% white. And I am an avid hardcore swimmer with the, with the, with the hand paddles and everything. And now I'm wearing this freaking full body wetsuit. Ooh, you should see the looks I'm getting from the white people. But I don't care. I'm 60 and sexy. What do you want from me? <laughs> so I'm in what I do it because the the chemicals in the water itch my itch me a little bit. You know, I'm I'm trying to do my workout and I keep wanting to scratch my stomach with the with the hand paddles. So sometimes the chemical it irritates my skin. So now I'm wearing this full body wetsuit. Uh number one because I'm sexy, but the main reason because I am trying to not itch. All right. Anyway, all right, back to financial news. Let's get you uh first of all, let's get you your um uh, your stim- as I like to start the show every time I do the show, I like to give you your stimulus package update. So let's give you a 30-second uh, stimulus package. Now here's your update. There's your update. Concise and right to the point. <laughs> Only took 30 seconds to tell you what the latest is going on with the stimulus package update. Just know, I love my job. Studio engineer with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Love my job. So, as much as I want to, as I said in past shows, I am not going to say a word about what's going on between Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and Steve Mnuchin and this whole stimulus package update. All You know, our my viewers and listeners, we all do this together. We've been saying for the longest time, I've been saying it, you've been saying it. We all knew that two months ago that this thing was not going to pass until after the election. That's all I'm going to say because I love my job with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is your stimulus package update. 
And of course, as far as the stock market is concerned, once the White House came out and said, that's it, we're abandoning this stimulus pack. Last week was supposedly, it was going to happen. It was going to happen. Close to last weekend, they said, we want to get a deal done by Sunday, blah, 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 by the end of the week. And and, uh, that's it. And and then we can start getting the people out the money. And and I said, yeah, right. Yeah, right. It ain't happening. Anyway, once the White House said that, that they had abandoned any stimulus package talks now, trying to get a deal done before the election, the stock market has taken a tank, tank, tank. Understand, I have been sitting on the sideline now for over a week. I think I had my, I think I took my last stocks out to sit on the sideline this morning. I had about nine shares of Apple. I had about uh, one or two shares of university software, one share of Tesla. I mean, very minimal stuff. One share of IIPR. And every day the stock market has just been brutal, pretty much. Just been brutal. Because no one wants to buy stocks until they hear about the stimulus package. Of course, the airline industry and everything. So nothing's been happening. And if you've been a, a, a normal viewer or listener to this show, financial analyst Bart Slack, who's coming up on the, on the half hour at 1230, and of course our financial contributor Jeff Chancheck, the meteorologist over at 19 Action News, who's also an avid futures trader, both said that October and November were bad months for the stock market because of the election and, and all of a sudden and the Q3 People, you know, they, they're trying to get in line for the taxes for the new year with the, the, these companies and blah, blah, blah. And so, therefore, these are bad months. And I understand why. Now, it's difficult for me because it's, 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 it's difficult for me going from being a whale on the stock market to a dolphin or a porpoise now. See, when I had, when I had, when I had, when I was letting it ride on Tesla, Oh, there were good times. You see, me and Tesla got engaged at the right time. I got engaged to Tesla when it was $983 a share. And then within like two weeks, two and a half weeks, whatever it was, less than a month, I know that, from it went from the 983 and it was the darling of the stock market went to 1744 for you people who know the story just hang on with me for the new people okay so they can understand why i love tesla so much so it went from 983 to 1744 and i only had a few shares like three and i said okay this is nice and i sold it and then it went from 1744 it backed down to under 1500 i bought Four shares at fourteen ninety seven. Then it went right back up to sixteen something. I bought another four shares at the sixteen, sixteen sixty or something. I think it was. And then, what did it do? It took off again. Bada boom! Because they said they were going to split the stocks, give you five to one, and and then it went from uh, like I said, I bought four shares at basically fifteen hundred, four shares at sixteen and a half. And the sucker went almost up to 2500 a share before they split. And then on the first day of the split, 31st of August, I think it made me another $2,000. And then after that, I said, that's it, I'm done. I'm out. I waited all those time, all that time, and now I understand why you don't fall in love with the, with shares of a, with the stock, okay, with the company. You, 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 if you're a day trader, if you're rich like Bart Slack and Pizza Bob and, 
and the Rick Maruniak and all these people who are retired and living the good life and they're rich and all this kind of stuff. Rick Maruniak, of course, author of the book, God Doesn't Need a Badge. Uh, available on Amazon and the other fine booksellers. <laughs> but I understood. But it's, but it's hard for me now because I, I got smart. I made my Tesla money, even though everybody was telling me not to buy, to, not to fall in love with Tesla. Jeff Tancheck, and I love him to death. He said, hey, be careful now. Stay away from that Tesla. Bart's like, well, I'll be careful with that Tesla. And then Bill Bender, my business partner, be, be careful with that Tesla. Carl Cure, who plays pickleball with us, you know, one of the best players I've seen, said to me, it's, it's, all, it's all a house of cards. It's going to come crashing down. And, of course, it did after the split, but it wasn't the only one. Everybody, the, um, the market correction happened that that Thursday after the 31st or whatever that was, the, the one, two, three, I think it was uh, September 3rd. The first of that market correction that everybody was talking about. Be careful, it's coming. Couch Potato Joe from my uh, buddy uh, Dominic, his cousin, Dominic Ruggiero, the Eastland Inn over in Berea. See how I get those shameless plugs in there? I'm good. <laughs> so anyway, there, so therefore, now it's hard for me because I'm not... I'm not a whale in the stock market. I am a porpoise. I'm a dolphin. I'm just a little bit here, a little bit there, because I was smart. I knew that my unemployment was going to run out at some point. So I planned. I planned. I paid my mortgage well into advance. I'm already paid through like February of next year because I knew that this time was coming. And I knew then, like I said, two months ago, I knew they were not going to pass this doggone stimulus package until after the election. I knew it. You knew it. We all knew it. And of course, that's pretty much what's happening. So I planned in advance. I, got, I, I stopped being a whale in the stock market and took all my Tesla profits and everything, and I gave it to the, the uh, Dominic Ruggiero and Vinny the Ballwhacker, the owners of my condo, because I'm trying to buy the condo. I built my studio here and everything. I said, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't getting married. I ain't having no kids. I ain't even having no sex. <laughs> so what am I doing here? I ain't going nowhere. I'm right here. I owned the house in North Olmstead. I had to cut the grass. I had to shovel the snow. I had to clean the gutters. I had to rake the leaves. And I don't want to do that anymore. That's the only time I'm, I miss having a child, a son. So I could say right now he'd be 16, 17, 18 years old if I had one. I'd say, hey, get your ass out there and cut the grass. Get out there and clean the gutters. Get out there and rake the leaves. Get out there and shovel the snow. I don't have that anymore. That's why I like being here. Because I'm living the bachelor lifestyle and I absolutely love it. So anyway, I was talking to my brother, Brother Jeff, yesterday, a BMW over at Davis Automotive on 91 and Solon, off 91 and Solon. Another shameless plug. Best BMW out there, dealer out there, seller, my brother. Anyway, he, was he called me yesterday and said, hey, man, just checking in on you, you know, because I'm kind of like his financial advisor as well. And he said, hey, I got about 3000 that I I'm that uh, I sold some stock and I'm ready to invest in other things. Or what should I do? And I said, Jeff, right now, keep that money on the sideline until after the election. Because that's when things, and that's part of what we're going to be talking about with Bart Slack well, coming up on the half hour is if Biden wins and, and uh, 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 the pot stocks, uh, because they talked about uh, uh, decriminalizing uh, the cannabis on the federal level. Now, if that happens, oh, baby, good things could happen. We'll talk about that more with Bart Slack. But anyway, I told my brother Jeff, I said, Jeff, stay out. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm staying out 
until after the election because I don't because now that the White House has come out and said we're not going to have a stimulus package before the election, the stocks and the market is just brutal every day. It's difficult for me because I like where now I understand why Dirty Kurt likes to play the ponies and why Dave Dombrowski, my boss, boss down at the arena, loves to fish. They love the juice. They love the action. And my buddy Randy downstairs, Dandy Randy, he loves playing everything because he's retired and rich. Now I understand. But not being part of the action is like me not playing pickleball. I miss the action. I miss the juice. But I'm smart. I know if I play pickleball right now, I could easily re-aggravate my calf injury. And you can't do that against players like Rick Derula and, 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 and Captain Dave uh, Hafner and uh, Pizza Bar. Well, he's rich. He's down in Florida right now with Carl Cure and Quiet Bill and Jim uh, uh, Lefty. They're all down in Florida right now because they're rich. <laughs> but anyway, so therefore I told my brother, I said, hey, man, listen, don't do anything. Stay the course. Don't worry about it until after the election. Now, let me tell you why I, I love Tesla. You know, I, I talked about it at the top of the show. Here's, here's a couple more reasons. When I saw this, I said, okay, I'm t- I don't care who tells me to stay away from Tesla when this is over and, and we have the election, depending on who's winning. It, it, it doesn't depend on who's winning. I'm coming back to Tesla because I like dating Tesla. Tesla puts out. I like a date that puts out. So I'm coming back to Tesla. But let me give you another a few reasons why. And if I sound like a broken record, I apologize. But every week, I see more and more stuff about Tesla that tells me, and already the profits that I made on Tesla tells me to stay with them. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care who tells me to stay away from that girl. She's trouble. <laughs> She's going to give you VD. I don't care. If the, if the kind of VD I get from Tesla is what I've been getting, I like VD with Tesla. Come on, bring on the VD. <laughs> anyway, so here's Tesla. Here's the reasons. The U.S. military and Elon Muskie, come on Muskie, Elon Musk, are planning a 7,500 mile per hour rocket that can deliver weapons anywhere in the world in an hour. So that's reason number one. If the military is getting in bed with Tesla, that's a good thing to me. Then, SpaceX have now started a beta test Remember, I told you, I said, I'm telling you, SpaceX, they're going to be a new internet company. Watch, they're going to be a major player. Well, here it comes. Their Starlink satellite internet service, they're rolling out for 99 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month. Not to, now, understand, I'm a brother from the hood. I was born in the hood, but the hood was not born in me. $100 a month is kind of pricey to me right now for internet service but this thing is supposed to be light speed and of course you've been seeing all the commercials from all the uh, cell phone providers talking about the uh, 5g everybody's rolling out the 5g well i am really interested in this starlink 
from SpaceX, which is Tesla's other baby. So that's the second reason why. Now, I'm not so sure about $99 a month. I'll wait till other people get it. And if it sounds like it's worth it, then I'll get it. Because I'm a Tesla person. Here's the next reason. Microsoft partners with SpaceX, the aforementioned just now, to connect Azure Cloud to Tesla's Starlink satellite internet. So you think the military knows something? You think Microsoft knows something? I've been telling you somebody knows something. You've been seeing the stock. Then, here's another reason. They just had their Q3 earnings over at Tesla. They topped the earnings report. They made more money than they said that they were. Than they told the shareholders that they could make in the, in the Q3. Quarterly three earnings, okay? That's another reason. They're making a lot of money. Then, Catherine Wood. Founder and chief executive of ARK Investment says Tesla shares could reach $15,000 a share. And then she was quoted as saying, it's like Amazon 20 years ago. And we all know how that turned out. How many reasons have I given you for Tesla? Now, remember, I'm not telling you to buy Tesla. I never tell you what stocks to buy. I never advise you on what stocks to do. Not tell my brother off the air, but uh, and anybody else that asked me. But on the air, on this show, I never tell you what stocks to buy. I only tell you what stocks looks interesting and attractive and sometimes delicious to me. And Tesla has been the most delicious looking stock I have had. And it has done so well for me financially. I am still going to date Tesla, even with the VD. So, in, in conclusion, Elon Musk, Muskie, is either a genius or he's one of the best snake oil salesmen I've ever seen in my life. Because every week, Tesla is getting in bed with somebody else, the big dogs, the military and Microsoft and everybody else. Number one electric car maker. They're already supplying cars to Europe and everything now. They, there are a train that just keeps rolling faster and faster and faster. And that's why I love Tesla. All right, let me tell you about Goldberry Roasting Company. I was talking about Rick Maruniak, the author of uh, God Doesn't Need a Badge. He's kind of like my pickleball trainer, my pickleball mentor, and just a very good friend, former police sergeant for the Cleveland Police Department wrote the book, God Doesn't Need a Badge. He was telling me, he said, listen, Marty, he goes, you do very well on commercials. I said, well, thank you very much. And because I, I, you know, a lot of times I don't, most times I won't do an endorsement for a company that I don't believe in just to get the cash. No, that's not me. He said to me, he said, I am rarely influenced by commercials of people endorsing a product he goes but your goldberry roasting company commercials are fantastic i said thank you very much he goes you are so believable and then he went on to say you should be doing you should be narrating audio books and stuff I, said, I do i did back in 2012 and 2013 i authored uh, i produced the cd and the book and everything for my homegirl deborah wilcox down in Topsail Beach, North Carolina. 
It was called uh, uh, Lost at Sea, The Adventures of Max and Mimi at Topsail Island. It was about two cats who she loved dearly that she had, and before the hurricane back in, uh, I forget what year it was, they were her babies, and they got lost in the hurricane. But she talked about their lives when they were happy uh, down in Topsail Beach, North Carolina. And I wrote a book on it, and I narrated the book, produced the book. I also produced the book with Joni Nowak, who is a, uh, a licensed nurse, a trauma nurse, and she wrote, I mean, she did a video and a book for Sebastian Calls 911. That was an uh, in, uh, informational video to tell kids how to call and when to call 911 in case of an emergency. I narrated that one as well. So I said, Rick, I've done these. Anyway, he's telling me about Gold Bear Roasted commercials and how believable I was. And I tell him, listen, I am telling you, I was not even a, I was not even a coffee drinker, a regular coffee drinker. Until Goldberry Roasting Company. And of course, until I started playing pickleball and I needed a little pick me up every now and then. And I would come home afterwards and have some Goldberry Roasting Company because I leave it all out on the floor when I play pickleball. I'm like an, an addict. Okay? Goldberry Roasting Company. Today I'm drinking the Panama. I also like the uh, other brands like Guadalajara, Guadalajara, Colombia. But of course, you know my favorites, Brazil. And, of course, Kenya AA. And I got a sample from my main man, Rick, uh, Rick Maruniak, the next time I see him and have him sample some Brazil. It's just delicious, sweet, but effective. It's got the flavor. It's just, it, it, it just makes you feel alive and happy to be here and happy to enjoy sipping on some damn good coffee. Go to the website right now, goberryroasting.com, goberryroasting.com. And when you make your order, just put in the coupon code GoldberryBST. GoldberryBST, you get 10% off your order. Goldberry Roasting Company, I've been telling you, and I hope you know that I only tell you the truth because I'm honest with you. Goldberry Roasting Company, some damn good coffee. All right, uh, financial analyst Bart Slack coming up in about five minutes. Let me tell you about Uber, Uber and Lyft. There's a big deal coming up with Uber and Lyft and other companies that uh, drive you around, okay? In California, they want Uber and Lyft to be classified as an employee company. In other words, they want their, they want their drivers to be classified as employees rather than being independent contractors. Now, I got a best buddy who I had lunch with I think a couple of weeks ago and he wanted some information on, on the financial market because he's thinking about quitting his job because right now his company, which is a huge company. I mean, this company is, uh, is the company and I could say it cause nobody knows his name is uh, Lincoln electric. He's worked for Lincoln electric now for probably the past 15 years. And you've heard the stories about Lincoln electric, how they have the big, uh, well, the employees get their the dividend checks at the end of the year, right before Christmas, you know, 25000 30000 I go, wow, that's nice. He's been there for, like I said, at least 15 years. Well, when the pandemic happened, things started slowing down at the Lincoln Electric, and he started driving Uber to make some extra money or to help make up the money he used to be making at Lincoln Electric. Well, he started doing so well that now he wants to quit his job at Lincoln Electric at the end of the year and drive full-time for Uber. But the thing is, he's an independent contractor. He likes the fact that he can make his own hours. Well, if he's afraid that if this thing, there's a big 
uh, levy on the on a ballot on the issue for California coming up next Tuesday with the stock market. And if this happens and Uber has to have their drivers classified now as employees, that's a huge problem for Uber and Lyft and these other type of companies. Because now, if you're classified as an employee, now there's laws that say that you got to offer benefits. If your drivers are working more than 30 hours a week, they got to get benefits. And Uber don't want to pay benefits to these drivers who are now classified as independent contractors. If this thing passes, uh, they are now, or if it fails, because I think they already have put the the uh, the referendum on the ballot, but I think they're voting to, they're, they're telling people to vote no on it so that it doesn't happen. But either way, if he, they're talking about benefits and the fact that he said he can drive his own hours, now if he's an employee, is Uber going to say, if it comes to Ohio, if it passes in California, fails, whatever, and this happens in Ohio, now can Uber tell him, you have to drive between these hours. Whereas right now he can drive whatever hours he wants and he can go, he can, he, he likes to drive at four o'clock in the morning until about 10. He says there's good business at four o'clock in the morning. A lot of people going to the airport, things like that. Now, what if Uber tells him he's got to work nine to five? This is a huge deal for Uber drivers. And that's another big issue that's going to be coming up on the ballot on next Tuesday. That is a huge deal. And it will probably make a difference in whether he does quit his job at Lincoln Electric and go to work full-time for Uber. He loves it. It's like kind of like me with the, with the, the Rogue Radio Network. You know me. I've been producer in Cleveland. Uh, I've been a producer for 38 years. But I was, it was 27 years in 2009 when I lost my job at Clear Channel, which is now iHeartMedia. And finally, I said, I'm sick of this. You know, these different radio stations in town, they keep hiring me and say, oh, yeah, this show is struggling. We need you. We heard you're the big dog producer. You know, come in and produce this show and make it a success. And if it's a success, then we all get rich together. You'll make huge six-figure deals. And then what happens? I stupidly believe them. I come in. I help make a show a success. And then all of a sudden, when it comes time for raises, it's like, well, we're going to give the talent the six-figure deal. Multi-year deal. What about the producer? Ah, the producer. We can have anybody. A trained monkey can run the board and produce the show technically and make the phone calls and get the guests. And why do we need to pay this guy? Let's get somebody stupid right out of high school or college and, and or, or training school, trade school. We can get them and they can work one-third of what this guy is. You know how it is in radio. They're always looking to, 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 to hire on the cheap. And what happens? I got kicked out. Over and over and over again after I come in and help make a show a success. They tell me, well, we don't have any money for you. You're at the top of the, uh, the chain of the producer. You get 2%. Well, 2% of making nothing is nothing. And that's what bothered me about it. So what did I do? I said, enough is enough. In 2009, they fired me. I started the Rogue Radio Network. I started doing my own thing. Now I'm at the point where I'm the boss. I don't have to listen to anybody. So this is a big deal for my buddy and for Uber. Uber. We'll see what happens. All right, let me go into my phone line right now where we got our financial analyst, Bart Slack, on the line. By the way, Bart Slack, I didn't know this, but you have now become sort of a sex symbol for financial people. You know that? 
No, I don't. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, well, I got to think that I have your picture up on the screen now because people, I've been getting uh, uh, messages from women saying, we need to see this Bart Slack. Who the hell is this guy? You know, he's, he's very good well, at what, what he does. You, what picture are you using? It better be a good one. Well, it's the one you got as your profile picture. Now, I, where oh, you, on Facebook? Yes. Where okay. you, you're sitting there, and, and to your right is the uh, you see the monitor and your speaker, you know, and you got that big old Bart yeah. Slack. That's Bart Slack. I'm very rich. Smile, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I tell you the one I want. Here's the problem I have before we get started. I have the other picture of you that you used to have on your profile page, and it was the one of you with the tuxedo. You had kind of a purplish suit on, and you had your arms out extended. I have that as my phone contact picture of you, but I don't act, oh. but I don't actually have it on my phone anymore, only in the contact. And I can't save the damn thing because I would like that. I'll show it to you sometime. I'll take a, a, a screenshot picture of it and say, Bart, this is the one I really want. But this one works too. You know what I'm saying? So you want me to send you another picture? Yes, but I, I'll, I'll tell you about it and I'll show it to you when uh, when I get the chance. You'll see what I'm talking about. I'll, it's, I'll find one for years ago and send it to you there yeah well that one and and again the one i really like is the one that i have as your face on your contacts on my phone but then when i got a new phone and i had everything portaled over the picture on the contacts portaled over but the actual jpeg picture did not so i don't have it on the phone i just have it in gotcha. the con- if you understand what i'm saying all right yeah so now uh as i was telling the people at the top of the show I'm out of everything because I'm just sitting on the sidelines right now because once the White House came out and said, that's it, we're, you know, we're not going to get a stimulus package done until after the election. Uh, yeah. And so now the stock market is just taking a brutal beating. And I said that enough oh, is know. enough. I'm done. All right. So I took my money out of the individual, the individual stocks about a week to 10 days ago, and I'm sitting on the sidelines. Can I also take the money? We talked about the uh, two weeks ago, and I think when I had you on, I told you I was in the Fidelity S&P, which is the FXAIX. Can I take that? I got thir- about 34 shares of money in that. Can I take that money out of my Roth and make it sit on the sideline as well, or am I stuck with that? How does that work? Well, you know, your Roth, I mean, you have, you have all kinds of investment choices in your Roth IRA. And what you're telling me is that right now you've got your dollars invested in an S&P uh, mutual fund, right? Yes. Yeah, well, you just get out of the mutual fund and put it in cash. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So I am allowed to yeah. in my Roth. You don't have to take it out of your, your Roth IRA to do that. You could leave it in the Roth IRA. Yes. And just, just sell that investment, that S&P investment, and let, let it sit in cash. Okay, yeah, the FXAIX. I can just go ahead and sell yeah. those 34 shares or what, 34.2, whatever it is. I can sell those right. and then just let that money sit on the sidelines as well to, until I'm ready to jump back in. Yeah, it'll be in, ca- it'll be in your Roth IRA, but it'll be yes. in cash. You'll be on the sidelines. That's what you want. Okay. All right. That's all right. So that's number one. Number two. Let's say and and uh, and again. By the way, the the listeners are very and viewers are very now. What you talked about a few months ago is now coming into play because our next show will be the day after the election. And you, we had right. a couple months ago. You talked about this whole theory. I say it again and refresh it for the people who are new uh, viewers and listeners to the uh, uh, BST. Uh, the S&P 500 indicator. Um, it's you, you take the S&P three months before the election. 
whatever that you write that down, whatever that uh, amount, uh, wherever the S&P closes at three months before the election. And then three months after and then on election day, if the S&P 500 is higher than it was three months, the incumbent party holds the White House. Whoever's in the White House, whatever party's in the White House, holds the White House. If three months, uh, if on Election Day uh, the S&P 500 is lower than it was three months prior, then the incumbent party loses uh, on Election Day. And that's been accurate 20 out of the last 23 elections, going back 88 years. So now... You won't know this until the close of business on uh, Tuesday, Monday, Monday, probably Monday. Let's say Monday, Be- because and then we'll the election. Take a look at the S and P, but uh, and and if it's if it, or, or we you know we look at the S and P on election day. I mean, if it's higher than it was three uh, three months ago, then uh, twenty out of the last twenty two times uh, the incumbent party should win. In this case, Trump. Um, and right now, I took a look. Um, the S and P is about even where it was three months ago. It's about at the same same level. So the next uh, the next week or so is going to tell the tale, at least as far as this indicator is uh, concerned. Uh, Twenty out of the last twenty two times. Okay, so now here's a technicality question. So why did you say Monday? Instead of two, because at Tuesday at four o'clock, the election won't be called by this. Yeah. So why wouldn't they go on what happens with the S and P on Tuesday than rather I, than I Monday? Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I'm not exactly sure the uh, the exact date that they measure it. It's probably at the close of business on election day is probably okay. the right uh, the right one to look at. Uh, generally speaking, I got to believe. Um, uh, it would make a difference whether it's Monday or, or Tuesday. One one day is not going to make a difference. But in this case, because it's so tight, it could. I mean, the, we're right about where the S&P was three months ago, so it's going to matter. I mean, we I think we take a look at where it closes on 4 o'clock uh, um, on Election Day. Write that down. If it's higher than it was three months ago, then 22, 20 out of 22 times uh, the incumbent party wins, in which case Donald Trump would win. But, you know, can I tell you something else without uh, taking up too much of your time? No, always. Uh, you got as much time as you need, my brother. Go ahead. The last time that this indicator didn't work was 1968. And I don't know if you were eight years old. I was 10. But I remember a lot about 1968. It was a very tumultuous year in, in our country. We had, you know, Martin Luther King was assassinated in April of 68. A, a bunch of unrest and rioting resulted as 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 a result of his assassination. We had Bobby Kennedy assassinated in June of '68. That caused all kinds of turmoil uh, in, in the country. The Democratic National Convention in 1968 was full of rioting, people being arrested all over the place for all kinds of destruction and fire. Does that sound familiar? Does that yeah. sound familiar to yeah. what, what's going on? Absolutely. I does. mean, we're in a very tumultuous year. And the last time we had this kind of a year, the uh, the S and P indicator didn't work in the election. So, you know, I'm kind of hedging. You know, we could say if this thing doesn't work, we could say, hey, listen, we had the same kind of year we had in 1968, where was the last time this indicator didn't work? So, 
Um, we'll just have to see. It's, it's setting up to be very interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on this thing. Yeah, talking to financial analyst Bart Slack right here on the BST. Okay, so now let's say Joe Biden looks like he's going to win, and he does. Yeah, yeah. How much will it affect the stock market, let's say, the following day, let's say on Wednesday, and how long will it take for the market to get back to normal before I just before we as investors decide to jump back in and start playing in the market again? Boy, it's hard to say. It's a good question. Uh, you know, um, you know. Typically, you know, they've done all these analyses. I mean, one party in the White House versus the other, on a long-term basis, doesn't have that much uh, impact on on the market. I mean, there have been many years where there's a Democrat in the White House, and and the market has gone way up. And many years when there's a Republican in the White House, the market's gone way up, and vice versa. I mean, it's tough to say. Um, you know, short term, you know, Biden has said that he is going to uh, he's already on record as saying he's going to eliminate he wants to eliminate the trump tax cuts which uh, a big part of that tax cut was uh, the reduction in capital gains income tax um, the tax on capital gains when you sell a stock or when you sell an asset uh, right now for the most part you only pay uh, 15 percent tax on that on that gain so biden has said he's going to take take that away. So you might see, if Biden wins, you might see some selling. People that got have gains in their stocks yeah. say, I want to sell it this year to get to get the um, uh, reduced income tax rate because chances are next year with Biden in the White House, that tax is going to go up. So you may see people starting to sell. But again, that, that would be a short term. I think that's short term. Um, over the long haul, you know, who, who knows? I, I, I really don't know. Uh, um, you know, the de- Democrats may come in and spend like crazy, and that may be good for the economy. But uh, but short term, with Biden saying he's going to wipe out the tax, uh, uh, Trump's tax policy, that on a short term basis, I think is going to be bad for stocks. All right. So now. I've heard a lot of speculation from a lot of my friends. Like I said, you know, the people I play pickleball with, people, everybody's talking yeah. about it. When they when they talked about the White House said they're now abandoning the uh, the effort to try to get the stimulus package passed stimulus, before yeah. the election. Yeah. So right. I'm hearing people saying that this could be volatile in another way because uh, depending on if Trump loses and the Senate now go because the house right now is democratic rule right, right. if right. the senate also is democratic rule then they saying that trump and his administration could, could say screw this for the last few months and just and just tank the whole thing with the stimulus and just be a really pain in the ass and not pass it would that have a big effect on everything um, I don't. I don't know that uh, that would be the response of the Trump administration if everything went to the Democrats. I don't think they would do that. But that's just me saying. Um, but um, I'll tell you this: you, I think the markets do not like it, irrespective of which party it is. Yeah. When one party, when one party controls everything. Oh, really? They don't like that? Yeah. I didn't they, know that. They usually don't. They usually don't like it. They prefer to have a split. A split party set up in the uh, in in Congress, you know, either the House, the Senate, the White House are not all the same party. That's what they would prefer. Well, real, real. because 
It, nope. it keeps the government from, you know, once you get the government rolling on stuff, it's, they end up screwing everything up. <laughs> so by having everything devised, the theory is it's going to slow down government action. And that, that is better for the markets. You don't want too much. Uh, the more government does, the more they screw it up. Gotcha. All That's right. the theory. So now before my last question, um, God, I lost the I lost the follow-up I was going to ask to that really, really quick. Oh, oh, when was the last time? You're a better political person than I am, Ezra. And if you don't yeah. know it, that's okay. When was the last time one party had control of both the House and the Senate? Who was president? Obama. Oh, it was. Or actually, uh, actually, no, Trump was Trump. Trump's first uh, first two years. Oh, Trump's first two years. They had everything. They had the, they had the House, they had the Senate, and they had the White House, and that's how they got through. That's one of the things about this ta- Trump tax reform. Yeah, that's one of the chief reasons it got through because they controlled everything. Gotcha. So that's that's that that runs counter to what I said. I mean, that's actually something. That actually was a good thing, if you ask me, that, that they got done when one party controlled everything. They actually did pass a, a pretty pretty good, uh, effective tax reform bill, if you ask me. Um, so, But there's a lot of other things that they didn't get, get through. And now, and then after Pelosi takes over the House, then everything stopped. You know, it was, they didn't do shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Sorry. That's I mean, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, they can't even get the stimulus. They're, they're politicizing this whole stimulus now. I know. Um, I know. It, it, it's just. It, it, it's hard it, for me it, not it, to it's say not. anything. It's, it's just hard for me. You know me. Have you known me for 38 years? We've been the best of friends. And, and you have never held your tongue off the air, and I have never held my tongue off the air, but I've never been the billboard voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers and and, in a prominent position with them because I want to talk about it so bad and what's going on and what they're doing to the American people who are struggling and stuff, and, and, and this whole thing is so political, but I keep remembering that I'm 60 and I got the best job in the world, and that's why I keep my mouth shut. And you're a big, you're a big media personality. <laughs> you can't afford to make that kind of mistake. No, no, you, know, you can't. You can't because hey, listen, when you express your political opinion, yes. you, you immediately piss off fifty percent of the people listening to you. There you go. There right? you go. So you got to you got to watch that. You're not a you're not a, a, a opinion based journalist. You're you're the big daddy. That's right. And remember, and before yeah. I ask you the last question, that's what happened with the with Mike Trevisano show. Is that before? When he was a liberal and he he was a Clinton, a Bill Clinton fan, he, he, he talked about on the air, but there's no way Bill would be that stupid and get a BJ from Monica Lewinsky in the White House, blah, blah, blah. And then he found yeah. out that was. Then he got the big, which I talked about earlier about uh, uh, a talent getting a multi-year six-figure contract. He got a multi-year uh, six-figure contract. All of a sudden, he became a conservative. He became a, a Republican. <laughs> and he, if you remember in the early days, he'd come on the air right after Rush Limbaugh, and he would yep. just rip the hell out of Rush Limbaugh, and yep. the management said to him, you're pissing off 50% of your audience that you had a ready-made audience sitting there waiting to hear what you got yep. to say right after Rush Limbaugh, yep. who had big numbers, and you come on the air, and all you do is piss off all those people who are waiting he, to sample you. He turned He turned them right off. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the BST. We had a little technical difficulty on the TV live side, so that's why the audio abruptly ended this way. We'll see you next week back here on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the hood.